0: Pick up your cross and follow you. And through doing that, we can live. Please be seated. Our lesson is going to come out of the book of Luke today, chapter 20, verses 27 through 38. Kind of an odd place, especially after memorials or the great veteran service, it's a little bit different there. Uh, but let me give you some background on this, is it will fit into today's nature. Uh, this is truly a scripture that will be relevant to us today. Today. Uh, Go back all the way to, which we're not going to read there, I'm just going to kind of highlight this real quick. It's sad that, uh, uh, that our lawyers not here today. <laughs> so, we're, going to, we're going to talk about lawyers. Uh, is Oh, Heather, let me bring up real quick. I mean, you kids will know, Heather's not here because her and Chuck went to Illinois because their daughter, they're inducing labor into her daughter, so they're fixing to have a grandchild this week. Uh, so keep that, like, about three weeks early, so keep that in your prayers, but also uh, in praises too there. So that's why, it should to be this Sunday, next Sunday it should be gone. Uh, so I want to bring that up. So okay, real quick, real quick back on this, we'll go all the way back to uh, chapter 20, verse 1, when we start here. There's an argument, boy, there's been an argument, boy, since Jesus been on the scene, The Pharisees and the Sadducees, now, they're both religious leaders. They both work inside the temple. The Pharisees, if you will, uh, if you will with them, they are more of the religious people. Uh, They they take care of the temple a little more. They're the ones that uh, perform most of your services and things like that. They're more of the religious people. They believe in a life after death. They believe there's coming a time where the the body will be resurrected and be with the Lord. Now they're still waiting in today's world. They're still waiting. They reject Jesus as the Messiah. They're waiting for the Messiah to come. So that's just where they are today. The Sadducees are your religious leaders. And and real quick, just for a tidbit of a trivia question, the Sadducees come from the north. Uh, when, when Israel was taken, they come to Judah, they come to Judah, of course they didn't want to give up their priestly jobs or the Pharisee jobs, so they made them scribes. They are the ones that, that, read, the, that read the Torah, read the Old Testament, what they had at this time. And, and they're the experts on that. And if there's any kind of religious law that needs to be done, they go to the Sadducees. And, they, and the Sadducees kind of can interpret the scriptures for them. Because they're the ones that read it, they're the ones that write rewriting the books to, uh, to print out, to send out to other synagogues and things like that. So that goes along there. Uh, they are more of your political people. They, they like political power. Uh, they are the lawyers of the church at the time. Because any time a, a trial comes up inside the temple, it's the Sadducees that run that. Uh, and so uh, they're going along and they do not believe in a life after death. When life is over, God is in control of this life, when life is over, it is over. This is the two main points between the two. I look at it much like the Methodists and the Baptists. Real quick, and not the, the dog by Baptist friends, Tammy and I went to the Baptist Church for many years. We get the made the doctrinal fight between the Methodist Church and the Baptist Church, from, from the Puritans, really, the Puritans in the Wesleyans, if you will, Baptism of children, of infants. They say it's dedicated, we say the baptism. One word separates us, and wars, not in our day, not in our country, wars have been fought over this. So, that's kind of where they're at. Uh, We go Republicans and Democrats, I could go political joke on that, but we'll we'll cut the politics out today, alright? For now at least. So let's jump forward to Luke chapter 20, verse 27. Then some of the Sadducees, who denied that there is a resurrection, came to Jesus and said to him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote that if a man's brother dies having a wife, and he dies without children, his brother should take the wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first took a wife and died without children, and the second took her, as wife and died without and child, and he died childless. Then the third took her, and the like manner to the seventh also they left no children and died. Last all the women died also. Therefore, in the resurrection whose wife does she become? For all seven had her as a wife. And Jesus answered and said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are counted worthy to attain that age and the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, nor can they die any more, for they are equal to the angels and are sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But even Moses showed in the burning of the bush passage that the dead are raised when he called the Lord. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob; for He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. For all live to Him. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Praise Here we are. Here's what's interesting about this story. What did I just say about the Sadducees? They don't believe in a resurrection. And yet, they're quoting the laws of Moses. They're trying to trip Jesus up. And he goes along there, and he goes, and he answers their question. Here is the great news. This is the outstanding news, people, that with your life, whatever that is, I am going to step back, and I believe, this is my belief, and I can back it up with Scripture. Life begins... At the moment of conception. At the moment of conception, life begins. That's what the word of God tells us. So for all those who want abortion, uh, even for women who have lived through the horrors of a miscarriage, that baby was alive. That baby was ushered in to the throne room of heaven. So know that even, even though through abortion or a miscarriage or something else, a child dies, that child is ushered into the throne room of heaven and you will meet that child again. That should bring us some comfort. But for us, we we're going to talk about the older people here real quick, us, we're all appointed to die once. We're all appointed to die once. And I've learned this one thing about death, being in the ministry. That I don't care if you die at 103, the first funeral I ever did was a woman that was 103, or if you die as a child, you have died too soon for this world. You really have. You really have died too soon. The family wasn't ready to let you go and most of the people weren't ready to go. Uh, and, and so on that, so just go there. But here's the, here's the news. Here's the good news here. Man, the preacher's talking about death today. But here's great news. Honestly, you don't die. You honestly don't die. You stop in this world, and you wake up in a world to come. You just changed addresses, people. You just changed addresses. Have you ever gone, anybody been the surgery where they put you to sleep in one room? Uh, they do surgery on you and you wake up in a completely different room. And to you, there's no time difference with that. you just like you went to sleep and you woke up and there you are. Man, same thing. Uh, same thing with death. So let's look at Jesus' answer to this. Number one, this is either good news or bad news. Bible, we're just going to let it slide. Uh, we're not going to be married in heaven. We're not going to be married in heaven. I don't want to hear any woo hoos or anything right about that. We're not going to be married in hell. Uh, number two, not that we won't recognize our spouse. I mean, we, will have, we will do that. Here's the warning, though. Here's the warning. Verse 35, but those who are counted worthy to attain the age of the resurrection from the dead, either married or given a marriage. Those who are counted worthy. Well, what does that
1: mean?
0: I mean? That should just be a concern of ours, all of ours. Uh, how do I become counterweight? through the will of God, the Father of God. Number one, you've got to have a belief that Jesus is God. That Jesus was God before. He was God when he come in the flesh. He is God of the future. Uh, Jesus is God, the triune God the, the, He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit All of us there there together And that Jesus comes And you need to believe in that And you need to trust in that And you need to give your faith to that You give your faith that Jesus is And you confess Jesus as your Lord and Master And, and through that confessing of your faith That Jesus is Lord and Master And living a life for Him You are kind of worthy Are we perfect people? By no means said this morning, it's real quick, kind of a sidetrack story here, let's go get my little truck, and the key wouldn't work, I mean, it just would not, it would not, it would go in, but it wouldn't turn over, I don't know why, I finally did, uh, and then I could hear the lights are not on, they don't work, i the outside the church, I don't know why that is, I got in here, it was just a bad one. And I have probably said a couple bad words already this morning. I'm mean, just going to be honest with you all. Uh, if nothing was going right, the video, all this stuff's not going right. Tim, I wonder if was in the office doing something. I'm like, it's, nothing's going right. we just let go and let God take care of it. Everybody. It's that simple, people. <laughs> but we want to control things in our own life. Uh, but so with that, so the, the, the frustration and everything, is that sin? Yeah, probably. Uh, not probably, but it is. Yet my faith is in Jesus. Well, my point on that is we're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things. We're going to do things at times that are not right. Does that knock you out? No. Have that faith in Jesus as He's Lord and Lord, Savior. Live a life that overall is we're living for Him, and for that we will become worthy of Him. Uh, the passage I really want to really want to stress here is for He is not God. Is not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. He is the living God that is here today through the power of the Holy Spirit. You realize we live in Joel chapter 2 days where in the last days that God will pour out his spirit unto all the sons and daughters. All the sons and daughters, all will prophesy, all will have dreams. All will come and we all will be part of the living God. And because of that, God is alive and alive and well today. He's alive and well today in Lake Park United Methodist Church. If you do not feel the presence of God, that doesn't mean that God is not here. That means your heart is cold and callous. The altar rail is free. Yet grace is free. Forgiveness is still free. What What do we need to give up today? What do we need to give up today? But think about real quick here. I want to jump forward. How is this relevant to today, preacher? What's going on in our country? I don't want to bring up politics too much. I'm not. I try to keep politics out of out of the church. But you have got one party that is crazy, and, and you know they try to be right. You got the other party. One party of our country, main parties, there's several parties, one of the main, has denounced God, has taken God out of everything, in fact, Americans, you'll notice, there's no American flags or anything else, because they're too afraid that God may offend somebody, what is the battle we're going with, the very back at the beginning of chapter 20, verse 1, where Jesus' authority is questioned, the authority of the word of God in our country today is being questioned. Is God the God of the living, or is God, or is He nobody? That's the question we really have to answer. That's the question that we need to have a defense to, as we call it apologetic Christianity, that we need to have a defense for our faith. The a, a reason for our hope, a reason why we are happy, a reason why we have joy, a reason why that when even things are turned upside down, tragedies in our life, that we still haven't believed in Jesus, that he was rose, he'd come down here, he was in with us, and he was rose from the dead, and we too will rise with him one day. And we will be turned into just like him. As the word tells us, we'll be like the angels. We can no longer die. We'll be with him. We'll be with him in heaven for eternity. Think about that for a quick. We had that 92-year-old veteran to cut through here today. How much is 92 years compared to eternity? Think about it. I mean, there is no end to that. And so my question today is, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Are you, do you know that God is the God of the living That God has a life plan for you, no matter what, regardless of your age. The younger we we start following, the better it gets when we get older. Uh, But but for us, that started late in life, uh, accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That he is the God of living, that he has a plan for us, not to harm us, but to prosper us. Do we know that kind of God? Because that is the God that exists here today, through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you don't know that, we're coming up on the Christmas season. This is why this is important. We're coming up on the Christmas season. If you don't know that, you won't understand the importance of the Christmas story. You don't understand the importance of the Easter story that follows Christmas story. We need to know that. So here's the serious question to you. Do you know the living God, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior? Let us pray. Dear Lord... Dear Lord, the argument today still wrestles in our mind and in, in our country and, and across the land, Lord. But look, for us that are here today in your presence, or those who will hear this, let us settle our minds today that you are the God of the living. And that a faith and trust and a belief in you, we will never die. Yes, we will stop living in this part of the world but we'll always live in your presence. That is our hope of the future, Lord, that we will always be in your presence. Amen.
1: Please stand and join us in our hearts.
0: Next. You're the Lord of all. And the only job I have is to give you praise and honor in all that I do. And Lord, let my life and the lives of everyone here today be a life, whether it's simple, whether it's complex, to give you praise and honor. And Lord, as we go forth from here, we just ask you. Lord, we ask you this in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And with great excitement, the whole congregation said, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Real quick, for those who gave pictures, keep continuing to leave them here. I want to make sure we get this thing figured out. We'll probably run the pictures again this month. Uh, breakfast for those veterans and families. You should probably say veterans and family. Uh, we have breakfast over there in And is is little breakfast for us right there. So. With that, we will see you. about Sunday
1: school.